I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Welcome back to the fifth and last NRL podcast and after a couple of weeks of quiet we are almost at the World Cup and this is our World Cup preview show so what we will be doing is going through the groups group A, B, C and D having a quick run through each team and then predicting who we think will make it out of the pools so no need to pull any punches here we'll jump straight into it with group A which contains Australia England, Fiji and Ireland and uh, I suppose when you look at this group the way the format works is out of group A three teams will be coming out of it you'd have to think that Ireland would be the side that will miss out. Basically yeah when you have a look at it obviously um, <coughs> Australia and England are the obvious choices to um, come out of that group. Uh, Fiji's got plenty of NRL experience. Yeah you can make an argument I guess for Ireland it's, it's basically going to be a one-off game Ireland v um, Fiji, whoever wins that all progress through. So, but yeah, obviously Fiji on exposed form, you definitely have to go with Fiji. But uh, yeah, getting into Group A, I suppose we start off with the most obvious one, the Australians. Yep. Uh, no real surprises, I suppose, with who got picked. There's only three new players, and uh, rightfully so on the forwards, because I think it's about time they got freshened up a bit. We've got Boyd Cordner, Josh Papali, and Andrew Fafita. All of them played Origin this year. Um, probably my biggest concern. In the squad is probably looking at that centre spot. I think Justin Hodges missing is severely underrated. Yeah, well, uh-huh. it, leaves a, it leaves a hole there. Michael Jennings comes in. Obviously, he had a very strong finish to the year. Um, but Greg Inglis's uh, injury, you don't know how his knee's going to hold up. He didn't finish the season all that well. Um, but we, we are. We're definitely lacking there, especially if, if England, Inglis does happen to get injured during this tournament, we're going to find ourselves very thin. I was very bothered the other day. Tim Sheen said he hadn't decided. It could be Jennings. He mentioned Morris, and then he said the only real right-side player out of the three of them is Brent Tate. So mm. I don't really like the sound of... I don't of like the sound of Josh Morris or Brent Tate. Um, Brent Tate I'd to be prefer honest. Jennings. But if I tell you what, if it come down to Morris and Tate, I'd still rather Tate. I agree. And I, think I agree. Tate had a great origin series. Totally outplayed Josh Morris, that's and, for sure. Um, obviously, the Stewart brothers, Watmau, Hodges unavailable. There were some others that people mentioned uh, that weren't considered due to injury. But I think your most obvious thing when you look at Australia is the spine. The spine is the key to Australia winning this tournament. Yeah. Billy Slater at the back, uh, Cronk and Thurston in the halves, and Smith. You've got the origin type connection there and even scarier is we've got Daly Cherry Evans if anything goes wrong in the halves. So. Yeah, well, he'll probably be our 14. Um, they'll carry him in the squad uh, just for a little bit of insurance I guess off the bench. Um, they'd be stupid not to. Uh, we've got you know, a lot of back rollers there that can play big minutes so mm. the bench rotation is not going to be a big deal I don't think. 
that was probably my other point. The back row is something we definitely don't lack in. I still do think that players like Sam Thider and the rest of them are lucky that there's a loyalty policy. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, there's definitely some players that didn't have their best seasons. But in saying that, who do you start? Like People will make arguments for Nate Miles, Bird and Gallon with Scott and Tamo up front and Fafita on the bench. But you've got to consider Luke Lewis. Uh, you know, you've, I know probably Cordner and Papali will probably miss out. I think pretty, Lewis will be off the bench with Cordner. Yeah, well, he's mentioned about Cordner and Papali not playing, to be honest. So okay. Fafita will probably be one of the bench front rowers. You'd think Papali, to go in Papali's favour, the fact you could probably play eight and play back row. He could cover all positions in the forward pack, whereas mm-hmm. Luke Lewis is clearly only a back rower. He could um, play centre wing, though, as des- well. If you're desperate, he could play centre. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see who they go with, but once the tournament kicks off, it's going to be a form thing anyway, you know. If, you, if we don't play well, well um, I players won't be retained. I just throw it out there. They were talking about, you know, Gallon, <coughs> Bird and Miles. That's all well and good, but I still think I'd have Corey Parker in there. That's yeah, me definitely, personally. But definitely. if Gallon's going to be there, I think Parker may end up on the bench. That's definitely not a bad play to have there, but... Um, yeah. What do you need to say about Australia? The only thing that does worry me is, like I said, just a few players that haven't played, uh, you know, since considerably getting knocked out before the finals. Well, since just, the PNG game, really. And that centre <laughs> spot. That centre spot gives me a little bit of bother on that one side. Um, yeah, but for the short term, I mean, we play England. That's going to be our biggest game, tournament opener. Yeah. Um, then, other than that, we'll smash Fiji, we'll smash Ireland, we'll be in the finals and... Uh, yeah, but I think we we'll both we're going to have a podcast halfway through. So I think we both agree, though. It's pretty much on the halves here. The forwards will probably do their job pretty yeah. easily, but I think it's going to come down to the halves. And English, if he's healthy, well, I think early on it's going to come down to the halves. But yeah. I think against New Zealand, it's going to be the forwards. Mm. Yes, the forwards later in the. But I think Gardner's through as well is also that centre spot. I think Gi needs to be big if he's healthy. But that other edge, whoever plays there, really has to hold their own. Yeah. Because we've got no problems with wingers either. The fullback specialists we used in Boyd and Hayne, they all do a fantastic job in the wing. Yeah. That's not a concern. But I think that centre spot, and uh, potentially, like you said, maybe the forwards later on against uh, the buddy New Zealand side. But England, second group in it. Uh, forwards stand out to me. The Burgesses, Graham, uh, Roby, McAlorum, Sinfield, Farrell. They've got a 1,000 forwards. Westwood, they've got some really good forwards. There's no doubt about that. The backs, they're improving. That was the area that I used to worry about. You've yep. got Kudjo, Watkins, Charnley, Tompkins, Briscoe. That's a pretty, pretty solid back. But my issue is the halves. Yeah. You know, Burrow has been there a million times. He He's too small. He hasn't made a dent. He's going to get killed by Australia Widop, and New Zealand. You know, Widop's been injured. He, <coughs> he wasn't too great when he came back from Melbourne. He did definitely look behind the pace, and I still don't think he'll be up to that standard, mm-hmm. nor playing in that structure with those three players. And Rangi Chase, he pulled out a couple of little special plays in the Super League, but international football with England is not the Super League. So I look at that again, and I think uh, that, that's their downfall. And yeah. if they're losing to Italy in a warm-up, I don't care if they use 24 players. They still were 24 in their squad total. They're supposed to be a contender. You can't lose to Italy. Well, I see. Uh, I think Kevin Sinfield's their best player, um, or their best option in the halves. I think he's their smartest player, um, <clears throat> best goal kicker. Um, I'd definitely have him playing 5-8. I don't know who I'd have at 7. Um, but it definitely wouldn't be Burrow. I'd probably have Burrow off the bench um, to add a little bit of sparking in and around the ruck. But that'll also depend on who they start at 9. Um, and if they decide to carry Roby on the bench as the um, as a reserve hooker. But um, they're fairly strong. I, I can't see them knocking Australia or New Zealand off. I think Australia and New Zealand are clearly the top two sides. Um, but you never know. It's a home tournament for England. Uh, they've, they've got a group that's going to favour uh, favour them. They get an early challenge, and then they're going to get two fairly simple games. 
um, and probably a fairly simple quarter final before they probably have well, to play. New they've, they've got time to ex- they've got time to experiment. But if you're going to name key players, I think for them, as much as the halves need to fire, uh, their two biggest stars are probably Sam Burgess and uh, Sam Tompkins. Mm. Tompkins has a lot to live up to. He hasn't really ever played that well against New Zealand or Australia, mm. so he needs to have a big influence. And Sam Burgess obviously hasn't played since 2010. Has a massive influence usually when he plays for England. So. I think it's up to those two in particular to lead from the front and be... Well, he's got a point to prove, Sam, because he had a fairly ordinary NRL season, I thought. Um, I didn't think he was too bad. By his standards, I think he's got a lot to live up to this tournament. Mm. Big summy. Well, if you're going to move on to who we think will finish third in that group, that's Fiji. And, you know, like we said, they're going to get through pretty much by default. I don't think Ireland can even challenge them, but... Best of a bad bunch. They've got, you know, some good positives as far as NRL recruitment. They've got uh, Rad Raja from Parramatta, CC Wunga from Melbourne. All three of the Sims brothers will probably make up their forward pack, along with Petro, Sivanaseva, and Jason Bakuya. Uh, you know, you've got Big Petro playing up front, the Naguama brothers in there as well, and Corabidi joins in with those solid backs we talked. But realistically, again... Uh, the key position is the halves and hooker. We don't really know who they've got there. Uh, Aaron Groom, James Storer, they're the kind of players they've played before, but they're really not up to the standard of these other sides. No. As much as they may excite us with Uwada and these kind of guys at the back, and you might get a bit of fire out of a couple of the Sims boys and Bakuya. you got big pet. They're going to they're show plenty of passion, but once again, against those bigger two, I think they get handled fairly easy. I reckon, I, I, uh, I reckon they might give England a, a, a shake. I just don't think... Uh, in the know. forwards, I reckon they might bash England in the forwards. Um, it might be... You know, England might end up running away. But it's, with it. it's the interchange <laughs> as well, though. Like, I look at those guys. That's all good to mention them. But the interchange in the halves and the nine position, yeah. I think they lack. They're going to they're gonna rely a lot, I think, in those better games on their backs. Like I think England, uh, sorry, England have got a very similar problem. So, I, I don't expect England to beat them. Uh, England to lose to them, but... I think they might uh, shock a few people, Fiji. Mm. Oh, well, I know Timmy Sheen's already said it pre-tournament. That's sort of the game he's he's worried about. Mm. Um, well, I'm not so much worried about that one, just for those main reasons. And then you move on to Ireland. NRL-wise, they've got James Hassan from Manly, Cost Joseph from the Cowboys, Pat Richards is heading back to the Tigers, uh, Pifferingi will probably play in the halves. He played for Parramatta this year, and Brett White. As far as their international players, they've got Gricks and a few other guys that play in the Super League, but... No one really special. Damian Blanche is their top try scorer, potentially, potentially linked to the Sydney Roosters. He's just terminated his contract with the Catalan Dragons. His yeah. old coach Trent Robinson. But again, even those players from the NRL, they're not generally starting players or outstanding blowaway players. I think they're they're the minnows of this group. There's not too much to yeah. mention. Unfortunately for them, I think they're going to get manhandled three times. So yeah, basically. What else are you supposed to say? I, lo- I look forward to them playing <clears throat> Fiji. Because that's basically their grand final. The, the biggest thing for them, though, I think, is those NRL players you mentioned in particular. It's just a good experience, I suppose, for those guys to get an opportunity to go for a World Cup and then play against a side like Australia and England at full strength. Because yep. well, some of those guys potentially qualify for Australia. Uh, Brett White, obviously, probably past that point. But some of those younger guys like Hassan, Kosh, Jason, it's a good experience. So yep. Look at this pool. Um, three players move on from uh, three teams move on from Group A. I see Australia winning all three of their games, moving through in first spot. England winning two, moving through in the second spot, and Fiji winning that one game against Ireland. Well, that's that's their f- the first game mm. um, for those two mm. sides. So they, they get their grand final straight away, um, and then one side will be celebrating as they get towed up twice, and the other will be yeah. commiserating as they get towed up twice, you'd think. Well, those um, three, I'd, I'd have to think, move into the three. But I agree, yeah. In that, in that order, you'd, you'd think that's the logical answer. The only probably 
uh, curveball that'll get thrown in is if England happen to upset Australia. Um, but, you know. Yeah, well, we both sort of can't see that happening. Not, not at this point in time, unless they're that underdone. But if they lose in Italy, I'd be a little bit worried about them, especially in the halves. Yeah. But uh, Group B, we move on to that contains New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, and France. And uh, there's been some interesting pre-tournament results. New Zealand, not so much, beating Cook Islands fifty nil. There's no surprise. Yeah. Papua New Guinea had a fairly solid win over Scotland. I thought they'd be a little more competitive considering who they've got, but they won thirty-eight twenty. Seguiara has obviously pulled out. I thought they would have been a, a bit of a menace with him and a couple of NRL players. France were rank, ranked number four in the Rugby League World Rankings. They got dealt with the other day by USA, so I'd be a little bit worried if I was France. And really, the rankings below three are a bit... Samoa were also favourites heavily at the start of the year to play Tonga, and a lot of people backed him in, and Tonga ended up putting the beat down on him. Yeah, they so smashed him. Again. Out but, here at Centibet, wasn't it? Yeah, if we're going to start on this group, you obviously start with the strongest, New Zealand, and they're going to be a clear winner here. I don't think there's any argument about that. Their forwards are absolutely outstanding. In particular, I just salivate at the mouth, being a lover of the, the, the front row position. I look at Bromwich and Warrior Hargroves probably being the starters and then being able to bring Sam, Moa and Madalena off the bench is an absolute luxury. Yeah. I think he used Cassiano and he's looking that way, but I don't think he deserves it. I don't think he's fit enough. He has barely played this year, and I'd much rather those more mobile, angry. Yeah, on with your rotation, 100%. But, uh, and then, you know, you look at the, just the forward pack in general. Isaac Luke... In between those props, Mannering, Elijah Taylor, SBW, Alex Glenn, like there's Frank Pritchard, Grenell Eastwood, there's a million guys there. A couple of those again on form. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, we mentioned some of the South players, obviously Burgess and Inglis, I've already um, said didn't finish the year that well, but Isaac Luke was one of He was their only, best player to finish uh, the year. One of only very few South players that really improved at the back end of the year, mm. so... Um, that excites me heading into the World Cup. Yeah, in the halves as well. I'm so happy about the Benji situation. Foran and Johnson, potentially two of the best halves in the comp. Yeah. Uh, Sheck and Nightingale, I think the wings. No Manu. I, I don't think no, you can, can take the risks. Manu. I don't care if he's loved and he's a figure and he's a bit of a joke. Him dropping the pill will cost you on this tournament. Yeah. Um, but then, out of all the things I've just mentioned that are positive, they've got the same problem that we do, which is the centre position. Yeah. Uh, I think Dean Farah, he's easily got his spot. Yep. He was outstanding this year, but their other options are Goodwin and Inu. Goodwin played in a good side, but I did, you know, he had he a good... He scored three yeah, tries yeah, against Cook, too. Yeah, I know. That but might it, get him the nod. He had a good year, but at the same time, at the end of the year, him and Sutton got pulled apart in defence, and then Inu is just so enigmatic. He finished the year out of favour of Des Hazard, so he's definitely had to do something wrong. That, that'll be a form thing. But I, 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 know, I know we've disagreed on this, but I've clearly played a more defensive card on that side and said that I'd much rather see Alex Glenn or one of the back rowers no. block that hole rather than go with one yeah, of those two. You can block it to an extent until you play Australia and get yeah, exposed. But defensively, even Mannering or someone else, I'd still rather have their, a bit like some of those other minnows have had to do. I just I wouldn't want to play either of those guys, to be honest. No. I'd be more happy to load that you back row, especially now you've got no, Sonny you, Bill. You have to. If you're going to win the comp, you're going to win this tournament, you're going to need... Well, Goodwin, Goodwin or Inu. Because Ware isn't that attacking centre. You're well, going to need, good you need win, Inu to fire. Goodwin or Inu, I'm taking Inu. I'm taking Inu. Goodwin. Just on what he could produce, not what, yeah. what on what he is producing. But, um, all but Goodwin, like Goodwin scored three tries against Cook Islands. He, he may, that may get him the nod. Uh-oh. Who knows? I, it's a really tough one. But I think with the style of play that Ware likes... Um, to you know, exhibit. He's obviously a more defensive player. He, he can set his winger. He up. can, yeah. He put, put Simmons away. I, I hope they've got Sheck on his edge because um, Sheck plays that same side. I think those two could be outstanding together. Yeah, I think you need you need another option on the other edge. 
Um, but I'm, I'm looking well, at this. I think if you were going to move anyone out to the centres, it would be Sonny Bill Williams. Well, that's what I'm getting at, though. They've got enough back rowers for you to load that up. I, I would be happy to have him, uh, Taylor, and Mentoring in the back row, or one of them at 13, or with Glenn in there, and have that as my back See, row. I think Glenn, Glenn's a better... Uh, edge back, back row. row. I don't think Sunny Bill's got so much more to offer on the edge than. But what you'd be able to. Glenn you'd does. be able to let him roam and attack anyway. Just defensively, I'm probably happier with Sunny Bill than I'm with him. Defending the centers, yeah. Or worst case, like I said, you could flip him in in attack and push Glenn a little bit wider again, or somebody else. But that's something Kearney has to think about. If he wants to go those one of those two in the centers, that's his choice. But I'd probably rather stack it with one of those back rows. That's yeah, just yeah. me. But. I look at them, and I'm just going to throw it out there. We both agree. I think they're Australia's biggest threat. I think, realistically, they've probably got front rowers in better form. Bar for feet, I think he was up on par with Ray Hargraves. And yeah, Brom- yeah, yeah. Bromwich is one who really got no credit this year for Melbourne. I thought it was probably his best year again. Like, he was their best forward. He was super consistent all year round. But Moa, Madalino usually plays really well when he plays for New Zealand. He, he, didn't, have a, he didn't have a great year under Elliot. That we hear there's some problems there as far as the relationship. But, but we want, they all play uh, play well. With the centre position, that's probably my only issue. But everywhere else, they remind me of Australia. They're loaded up in the yeah. forwards. They've got great halves. They've got a great nine. Uh, back rows galore. So realistically, when it comes down to those two, I think they're going to be the ones that are fighting it out for the tournament. Yeah. And, um, well, we, um, we should mention that um, as a part of our charity bet, Centibet had given us one futures bet on the World Cup, um, and we've placed that on New Zealand um, to win the tournament at $4. Obviously, we, we both think Australia are going to win the tournament, but um, $1.35 uh, yeah. is no value. I don't know. I, I've got the feeling that I think New Zealand can get the job done. Oh, I agree, but I, you know, if I had to bet my life on it, I'd be backing Australia. But, uh, yeah, as far as key players are concerned, I think, again, we've got to go back to the halves. Foran and Johnson, they've... Uh, no more Benji. Those two have played really well at club this year. They've been a lot more consistent. They need to come together. SBW took Tohu out of the squad, so I think he's got a lot to live up for, especially after taking someone's place. He's been really good this year, but again, uh, for the circumstances, I think he owes a lot to Tohu Harris. He needs to shred for New Zealand. Yeah. The front rowers, but then Luke as well. Luke really needs to dominate this tournament. I think if props do their job, he's a key player for them winning this comp as well. Yeah, I, yeah. the halves, fullback, nine. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, moving on. Papua New Guinea, no Seguiara. I think they uh, give a little bit of a dent, but surprising the other day, like I said, I thought they would have had a bit more of a battle with Scotland, who had Wallace, Lynette, Douglas, and a couple other guys, but uh, they won fairly easily, 30 out to 20. They've got some NRL experience. Jason Chan once played over here. Uh, Neville Costigan, Nene McDonald, a lot don't know, plays under 20s for the Roosters. They've got big raps on him. He scored three tries the other day. Uh, David Mead, the flyer from the Gold Coast. Ray Thompson in the halves after his broken jaws back, so good on him. He'll be steering the ship, and a lot of guys we've seen before, like Eddie Wabo and uh, yeah, a couple of the local players. If there's one thing you know about Papua New Guinea, what they do lack in class, they do definitely do not lack in courage and effort. No, they are a very aggressive side. They are very physical, and they will play for 80 minutes. Um, with Segiara, I would have been a lot more confident in them being able to trouble France and Samoa. Just out of pure toughness. But looking at it now, even with that positive result... They're going to win one of those games. I think they beat France, but I don't see them beating Samoa. But Mm. to be honest, again, they did surprise me with the Scotland results. I I really wouldn't be surprised if France bloody finished second in this group. I I I think France, Samoa and PNG, I can't really get a line through them. I think it's just going to be who turns up for those games. I think they're very, very um, close together. Mm. Whereas we could sort of... We could determine um, and predict... What would happen in Group A? I think Group B is just New Zealand and then the rest. Um, but I also think once they, once these teams get to the 
uh, quarterfinals. They're going to get dusted. If, you, if, you, if you've got to leave one out, though, I'm probably going to leave France out. Yeah, I, I, I've done exactly I the same I know they've thing. got Super League players, and probably a lot of people are surprised about the Papua New Guinea thing, but I think Papua seem to always have, you know, just a certain... They just hang around. They're absolute pests. They're very physical. They're very aggressive, I think. The French may have a lot of Catalan players and some other guys, but just more that physical battle. I think they can frustrate them if they hold the ball. The, so. only, thing in, uh, well, the only thing in favour um, for, the obviously, the European sides is it's a home tournament. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think, uh, you know, Mead... So for France, that's, that's an advantage, but mm. um, I like PNG as well. Costigan and those few other blokes have a lot to answer for, but they're two key players, I suppose. David Mead, he was good at fullback this year for you guys. I don't think he's playing there. I think Nene will be playing there, but he needs to exhibit his... Probably, sh- probably think you're playing the centres. He needs to exhibit his strike power, and I agree there. And Thompson. Thompson needs to guide the ship. Yeah. Is his draw, right? Yeah. He'll be all right to play. He played the other day. If they had him and Seguiara, I think that would have been really good for him. Yeah. Seguiara they probably make, they probably finished second. He could make anyone look good with Seguiara. Yeah. So he, give, he gives you probably two tries a game, doesn't he? Seguiara. Yeah. If, if they, they're either going to come last in this group, I think, or they're going to finish in the top three. Yeah. That, if that's in between them and France. I think Samara have got a spot, but I think them and France, whoever wins that game, stays. Okay. Yeah, well, I see it as a clear three-way battle. I can't split them. But uh, moving on now to France... You know what are you supposed to say? We both just said we'll finish last. We, we don't get a real good gauge on them. I, you know, I don't get to see a lot of Catalan games on Eurosports on Foxtel. Well, uh, I've seen a fair bit of, of Catalans, and if if you were to ask me, they're better players. I thought that Clint Greenshield's obviously been over here this year. He was really good when he was over there. Uh, he'll be their fullback. Yeah, uh, young Kane Bentley. He he's played in the last World Cup, and I've seen him a few times out of dummy half. He's a bit. Of a menacing hooker that likes to get out. He'll probably come off the bench. Remy Casti, a bloke, I, he's the one I have seen. He's at Catalans. Trent Robertson's brought him to the Roosters, yeah. so obviously he's he one you can right. look out for. But, uh, you know, Olivier Lima, he's been their captain before. Uh, Fakur. Tom Bosk. Yeah, well, Tom Bosk is their equivalent to Andrew Johns, they say, but oh, I don't really rate him terrible. that much. But he's obviously going to be one of their keys. But one for me, and I told you during the year that I was hoping that Melbourne would buy him, Tony Gijo. Played New South Wales Cup for Cronulla. He never got a look in, but when Woodop got hurt, I watched him. He played fullback, nine, six, and seven. I thought he was a really good player. He's only 21 years old. He went from Catalans and come over here for an opportunity. Yep. He's now gone back to the French League because that's on right now. He's one I'd keep my eye on. I don't know what they're going to use him as. That's uh, For them, it's it's pretty straightforward. Casti and Alima are their more senior players. They need to lead from the front. Bosk is obviously going to have to control things for him, but... Well, can they win one game? That's the thing. Losing to USA, though, I don't care if it was a pre-tournament game. They had their 24-man squad, which means there's not much difference between what they're going to be playing no. with. Losing 22-18 to 18 with them with a, pretty much a whole Super League side is not a good start. Mm. Uh, that kind of puts them, to me, even though it is a pre-tournament game, as the potential minnows of this group. And I don't well, care. They finished, they finished last in their group at the last World Cup as well. It, it, you know, it may be a bit rough on PG that they've, <laughs> they've got some local players or whatnot, but those guys are angry. They've got plenty of aggression at heart, and that can outdo anyone who plays yeah, Super League or, you know, in the French League. But I think that's ov- that's the obvious grand final in this group. Yeah, those um, two. I think Samara will probably squeak through. They'll beat one of those sides. Um, and then, yeah, obviously New Zealand goes through. I think, yeah, PNG France will be the grand final. Yeah, well, I think PNG get the upper hand, but yep. Bosk and Casti, two them for them for me. Casti's coming to the Roosters. He's got a lot to prove, and Bosk is the number seven. He's got plenty of wraps on him. He needs to guide the ship, but uh, keep your eyes out for Bentley. He's usually good fun out of dummy half. I like watching him play. But Samoa, they're the other group. Again, that's a, sorry, that's another early tournament game. Yeah, um, well, you get the gauge straight away. PNG, that's pretty much so. going to go down. But uh, 
Moving on to Samoa, the last mob in this group, they had a 50-22 to 22 loss to the young English side. I was pretty disappointed because I looked at it. A lot of those guys have barely ever, ever played Super League, let alone had a debut. A lot of them are academy-type players. Zach Hardacre was the only notable one there. Played for Leeds. He played in the centres. He's a good player. But you can't get beaten 50-22 to 22 with NRL experience, as far as I'm concerned, uh, against up-and-coming English players. They're know. the one that worries me out of this group. <clears throat> you know what um, worries me? They're former centre, but We talk me. about the, the key players. Their spine. Milford <laughs> at fullback. Outstanding. Got no problem with that. But yeah. Uh, ben Robertson, Marna Malili in the halves, and Yosefa, Masada Yosefa at nine. Those kind of positions bother me. And then the Ford pack, you know, Tafu is their front rower. He's just retired. He's a bit older and slower. Harrison Hansen, he does play in England for Wigan, but I don't really rate him too highly. Suaso Sue, young bloke, who's pretty good this year for the Tigers, but th- there's no names there that really blow me away and make me think that they can dominate. They've got NRL quality, but, you know... Just, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they get through with far logo on that. They're probably the best thing I look at in this side is their centre pairing. I like Tim Lafay and Joseph Leilua. So if I'm Ben Roberts... He loves Joey. Yeah, well, he's a grub, but he can play football. Yeah, he loves him. If I'm the two halves, that's my key right there. I'm getting plenty of board of Lafay and Leilua. And these older blokes like far logo, Tafua, they really need to lay the platform, but... They're going to have to rely on their bench because Sui Matungi and Mossy Masoi, I think they're going to get more out of those guys in the front row position than they are of their two starters. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to break down, but on the unexposed form, uh, it was it, not a very good result. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, but I think Milford at the back for them, we saw what he did for Canberra. Yeah. Um, he can really offer... Uh, you know, well, a lot of upside for Samara in this tournament, that's for sure. If you're looking at it, it's simple when we talk about key players again. I think they make the top three, but I look at Lafayette and Leilua and Milford. They're the kind of guys you're going to get your points out of. I think they're going to get plenty of good board of them. But uh, as far as the forwards are concerned, again, I think they're going to get more out of Moshi Masoi Matungi coming off the bench than they are out of, out of Tafua and uh, also the other starter. Even far logo. I really think they just need to hold the fort, and then I think they'll get a little bit more go after that. Yeah. And that's when Masada needs to start roaming, and those halves need to shift that pill. But uh, those three, my predictions, obviously, I'm going to have New Zealand, Samoa, and PNG moving through as the three from Group B, and France just missing out. But yeah, I've got the same. That could be between France and PNG. That's straight away. Yeah, as I said, I think New Zealand clear first. The other three, they'll battle out the last two spots. Yeah. Well, moving on, Group C. Things change here. Group C and D, they're more your minnows of the tournament. Unfortunately, late qualifiers, so how this works is only one will get out and have their three games. What happens is they play the two teams in their own pool and they have one cross game between C and D. So that could make a big... Yeah, it's a, uh, ma- you know, it has a massive impact. Massive impact on which team will get out of which pool. And in saying that, uh, you look at Group C... In this group, you have Scotland, Italy, and Tonga. And in Group D, you've got USA, Cook Island, and Wales. And when they cross over to play each other in the C and D games, Wales will play Italy, Tonga will play Cook Islands, and Scotland play USA. The way you look at that picture is Tonga probably in the best situation there, getting to play Cook Islands. So that may give them an advantage to be able to get 
out of their pool, which is Group C. But Italy, at the same time, if they beat Tonga early on, for and against, could save them. Mm. So that, that's probably the most interesting one there. But uh, back to Group C, we'll start off with Scotland. Uh, they had a loss 38-20 to 20 to PNG before the tournament started. They've got the current Dalian equivalent in the Super League, the man of steel, Denny Bruff from the halves. He's a pretty good player. And to get Peter Wallace, I thought, wow, that's a pretty good halves pairing to get for a team like that. You've got a former Origin player. Luke Douglas in the front row, he's obviously uh, you know, been borderline reps. His form hasn't been that great the last year when he's been at the Titans, but you know, have to see what happens there. Kane Lynette in the centre, so that gives him something to throw to the pill at. A good strike player, very well defensively, and we all probably remember Henderson. He used to play for the New Zealand Warriors. He's a bit of spark at a dummy half, yeah. uh, as well as Addy, one of the back rowers. He plays for Bradford, but unfortunately in this group, even with the man of steel, Wallace and a couple of NRL players, all round again, you don't see enough there for them to get out. I think they're the minnow of this group. I think that uh, Italy and Tonga get the job done on them. They may be a bit of a struggle, and I think they may put up a bit of a fight with a couple of those guys, but I don't see them really having a great impact. No, I agree. Um, they look good. Like they've got a couple, of, as you said, a couple of good key players there, but they've just landed in the wrong group. I think if they would have been in the other group, we would have almost been having them on top of that group. Yeah. I think this is clearly. Well, I think this is clearly the, the, the stronger group. Um, and, and unfortunately for them, if you put those two groups together, they're probably ranked fourth. Well, I wish they separated Italy and Tonga because they both would have gone yeah. through. Yeah. I really do think that, but unfortunately it hasn't played out that way. But if you're looking at Scotland, we mentioned him before, and I liked him a couple of years ago. Denny Bruff, he's played for a couple of clubs. He's a bit of a whore in that regard in the Super League, but the bloke can play football. He can. He's a very angry man. He's super competitive. Uh, he didn't win the Man of Steel for no reason. Usually that's an award you'd reserve for someone playing for Wiggins, St. Helens, or Warrington, or Leeds, but... The guy can play, but I just don't think he's going to have enough of support and cast. I think you obviously see a lot of good out of uh, Douglas and Lynette. They'll both be busy, but it's just all around. Like Henderson will pop out, Wallace will have a dig. Douglas, so Douglas isn't going to win you a game. No, nah, but that's what I mean. These guys will probably be their standouts, but they don't have enough in their side to really rattle this tournament. Wallace will be solid. Um, Bruff Bruff, will, Bruff's a great player. Bruff will try some stuff, though. I really wish he'd come out here and have a go, to be honest. Whether he's got the supporting cast around him is, is, is the obvious yeah. question. Lynn, a gun. We know he's a great player, yeah. very underrated. But and Henderson, he's a bit of a niggler. He's angry. Run, but he's I angry. do like him. He does yeah, have a lot of fire. But, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have too much to say about them. We can pretty much <laughs> move on. They're going to be the one, and that one, I think, that uh, misses out. But Italy... This is one that excites me, and it could have been an even better situation if they would have had Gower and Campisi healthy. Gowie. It would have been a 1-13 to 13 NRL side, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, how it worked out is they've got Cameron Serrato, who was supposed to be their captain. He didn't play in their warm-up win over England the other day. Yeah. So I think he may end up being a uh, bench front rower. But Aiden Guerra and James Tedesco, they've got Minute, Anthony Minicello. So what they've done is put Tedesco and Guerra in the centres. We've seen Guerra. He's very light on his feet, good at running lines, so that works out pretty well. Uh, Josh Manolato played NRL for the Newcastle Knights, top point scorer in the New South Wales Cup. He's on one wing, kicked the winning field goal the other day, so not a bad situation. They've also got James Sultan Stawley played for Warrington, so all, all around there already, you've got a pretty good backline for a nation you wouldn't be expecting. Yeah. Uh, the halves were the concern. Obviously, Campisi pulled out. He wants to have a full preseason to worry about injury. Craig Gow's neck injury laid on Costum. I think that could have been a really big help. So they've got Tim McCann. Uh, and I forgot the other one's name that I've said before. I think it was Ryan Getty. Yep. They both played Queensland Cup, so that's probably their, their concern right there is more... Yeah, but at least they're like guys that are playing high-level Aussie footy. Yeah, well, the best thing about it is what they've got around them. They've got exactly. really experienced, two good centres. They've got a good fullback in Minicello, Manolato. But the forward pack is what impresses you. Anthony Frankie, 
Paul Vaughan in the front row, Brendan Sandy, a guy a lot of people probably haven't seen, but I think he'll probably get a lot of minutes yeah, from Parramatta next out on year. Him. Uh, you know, Mark Minicello, he's had plenty of anger at club footy, but I think he'll play well as far as the international setup is concerned. And uh, Reithmuller, I really like, you know, Joel Reithmuller. They've got a pretty grinding type side here. And with Serrata off the bench, the other couple of guys will be Queensland Cup and New South Wales Cup type players. But there's probably 13, 14 good standard NRL players in that side. Definitely. So I think, you know... They're going to be uh, huge threats in this tournament, I think. Mm. And obviously their result against England was no uh, was no fluke. And then nine, he hasn't played NRL, but Dean Parada, he played some under-20s at the Tigers. He was good at Windsor and he was good at Wayne this year in a pretty poor side. Uh, he scored in that upset win the other day. Defensively, has a real red-hot go. He's only a small bloke, but in a tactical, you've got to look for him. He's really nippy out of dummy half. So yeah. I think if they lay the platform with the big boppers and Parada gets room to get out of dummy half, uh, Minicello... Obviously, guiding things, he'll be pushing up plenty to the ruck and look out for Tedesco and Guerra in the centres. But the only problem is if they win through this tournament, they play. They'll play yeah. the winner of Group B. They'll play uh, New Zealand. Well, as we all know, this is the one thing about the World Cup. It's great we get to see some footy and some of these guys in their pools. But once it comes to the finals, it's pretty straightforward. It's England, Australia, New Zealand. No yeah. one else is having having to tilt for the title. But we'll get to enjoy it while we're in their group stage. But for Italy. Uh, you know, I look at I look at that, and I'm, I'm really happy. I'm looking forward to watching Lafranchi and Vaughan and these kind of guys all play together. I think they can be a definite threat to get out of this pool. But them and Tonga is the grand final. That if that pool, yeah, they need to win that game. But uh, keep your eyes on Italy. They've got some really good players. But moving on to Tonga, they're the third one in Group C, and I think they will get out. I think they will just beat Italy, just. But it wouldn't surprise. This is the one that I couldn't really make a decision on. Either one of these two gets through. They're a fairly competitive side, but they probably will get done first uh, round on the way through. But um, this game is the one I'm looking forward to out of this group. Tonga beat Samoa earlier in the year, and they were like $4 outsiders, and they got some great pickups late. They got Daniel Tupo and George Tafua late on, so they're going to be on their wings. Uh, Steve Matai pulled out, but they were going to have Matai, Harul, Tupo, Tafua, mm. and then probably Fisiahi at the back. But instead now they'll probably have Feki come into that back line. Uh, the only concern again, halves, Foster and Lange, they both played 20s. Foster played, Daniel Foster played for Penner if they won the comp. Semerson and Lange played first grab for the Roosters. He's an outstanding 5'8. So I'm not really worried about them because they've got great players around him in the back line, but their forward pack is what probably stands out. Brent Kite is the captain and front rower. Sikamanu, Jason Tamalolo, Penny Teripo, Fui Fui Moi Moi, Murdoch Masilla. And a good hooker rotation. They've got two roaming hookers in Nafe Seliwini, who we've all seen before. And Pat Politoni, he's played first grade once, I think, for the Tigers. Now plays New South Wales Cup for the Sharks, who won the comp. Mm. Um, it's it's really scared the halves and maybe fullback that are the only two spots you kind of look at. If Fisiahi's healthy, he's great at fullback, though. I, I hope he is healthy. But, uh, yeah, mainly just the young halves. But them against Italy will be a great game. Mm. That's going to be the green final of that group. There's some really good players, and I, that that one's the one I keep looking at. And I think out of, all, cracker. out of all the group games, that is the one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and I'm, I suppose it's a bit late to mention, but I think they said this is the most participated by NRL players this time around. I think 120 are going to the World Cup. Yeah. So I'm really glad they changed those rules around World Cup time. They should well, be trying they need to do to that. Be, yeah, support international rugby league to boost sure. it. But uh, yeah, I think. You've had Italy winning this this group. I had Italy. Italy oh, winning this I'm, group, I'm yeah. going to go Tonga, but again, I had Italy at the start. I, this either way, I'm going to be I happy. Just, I don't know. I just I like them. I think they're they're well, a dark they've, they've horse. Obviously, they're probably going to run in New Zealand. But they've, they've probably got more form players from this season in their side. But I, I do like Tonga. I that, like the brand of footy they played early on in the year. 
Well, the great platform for you know Lengy. He may be a young half, but he scored a hat trick. He loves to run the football. Yeah. And then I look at Tupo and Tafua. You want two better set starters in the NRL. Good luck. If they if they landed in either Group A or Group B, I think they would have been semi finalists. Italy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I think the same for Tonga. Yeah, but I, I really wish they ended they're up both in separate in the same pools. Group. I really would have yeah. liked to see them go through, but. Um, out of that one, yeah, you're going to go Italy to get out of Group C. I'm going to go Tonga to take the one spot to get out of Group C. Oh, yeah, obviously flip a coin on those two. But I think Scotland will be third, uh, and they'll play off in that game. Yeah, um, Italy and Tonga will be the one that decides that. Wales play uh, Italy in the opening day. Um, it's a double header. So that's, so the that's group, their cross, that's cross the group game. That's the Group C and D crossover. Tonga play Cook Island, so that may go in their favour. I think Cook Islands will be a weaker side than what Wales will be. Um, mm. So that a lot will hedge on that uh, result for Italy against Wales, but... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I like that group, and I think they're, they're fairly close um, in terms of on-field talent, that's for sure. Mm. Well, the final group, uh, Group D, as we said, they're another one. They only get one winner out of it, and they're going to have the cross game with Group C. We'll start off with the USA, and, uh, wow, what an upset the other day. They beat France 22-18. to 18. That was not expected, and they were missing McGoldrick, Ryan McGoldrick, who plays over for Salford in the Super League. He was also in Australia for a little bit. Clint Newton didn't play. Joel Lawani, I'm pretty sure, didn't play either. He played some nine for the Tigers. But uh, overall, you don't really know much about the American-based players or some of the guys they've dug out of New South Wales and Bundy Cup and a couple of them. I've seen little bits of them, nothing special. But uh, no American-based players. Oh, there is a couple, but not from their actual top league. There was yeah. some kind of debacle. I tried to read an article last night. It was nearly bloody impossible to find something on Google because it's barely unheard of. I, I looked, tried to find jerseys for their teams. You can't even buy jerseys for cross sake. Mm. Something happened with a board. Uh, there was a breakdown. So no US-based players like Apple Pope and these kind of guys that play for the Jacksonville Axemen or anyone like that are going to be coming. Yeah. But as far as NRL standards... So no US players in the USA team. There is, there is a couple from the lower leagues. There's yeah, a guy from the Hawaii Chiefs. But out of the actual genuine USA top flight comp where they've got their eight teams, there's going to be no guys coming from that after this board dispute. Uh, if, if you're interested in that, you'd have to Google a little bit more. I didn't get to find the details about it yesterday. I'm going to try and have a look today. But yeah. I think that's pretty ridiculous because... Uh, yeah, I don't know why you deny your own countrymen that kind of opportunity. That's pretty sad. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, they have upset France. McGoldrick will be playing with Paul on the halves, you'd expect. Clint Newton, the old Robocop in the back row. Joel Lawani at nine. They've got the two Paulos. Obviously, I've just mentioned Joseph. There's also uh, the other one, Junior. He played front row off the bench for Parramatta this year. He's a monster kid, 116 kilos, only 19 years old. And Eddie Pettibourne was a late inclusion. So he's obviously off to the Super League next year. We all know how hard he can run the pill. Yeah. Uh, but even with those kind of guys in there, that upset result, you, you think, obviously, they've, they've all said it. Paulo's their key. He's their captain. But with those couple of guys and the other randoms in the side, I don't think they're going to be able to make a dent on this group. They may put up a bit of a fight. And I know the, the, the result against France was good, but I think they will be last in this group. Yeah, agreed. And uh-huh. uh, I don't think we need to say too much more on their behalf but again uh, I'm, I'm really happy about the rules being bent so these kind of players can get into a team if they do have the heritage I'm looking forward to seeing Matt Peterson go around Matt Peterson, Matt does, Peterson. Yeah, former NRL Side player Sideshow Bob Sideshow Bob former Titan your favourite player oh, oh please <laughs> Jesus yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I, uh, I was calling to see uh, the back of him now I'm looking forward to seeing him again it's, it's yeah. a bit weird singing singing the, the national anthem yeah Oh, say can you see? <laughs> oh, say can you see? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. All right, well, Cook Islands is the next side. Um, again, like Italy and Tonga, Cook Islands and Wales, I find it really hard to separate. They got murdered by New Zealand. Yeah, well, that's to be expected. But Zeb Tay is going to be their leader. 
He's probably their, their best and most experienced player. He's obviously moved to Catalans after Wayne Bennett gave him the flick from the Knights. He had some injury issues there, but just signed a three-year deal, played fairly well there this year, made that Exiles team. He was the, the centre. I thought that was pretty strange. He was playing centre. I don't think he's that mobile. Yeah. I think he's a mobile back row, but he's not quick enough to be a centre. But he will lead this side. Uh, Isaac John in the halves with Brad Takarengi. So he got some NRL experience there. Takarengi, pretty good ball handler. I don't know much about him being a ball player. He'll yeah. be the more runner. John will be the organiser. He's going to play 5-8, um, Takarengi. Yeah, he'll be okay. playing 5-8. But right. some pretty good young forwards, though. I do like Dylan Napa. We've all seen the crazy redhead for the Roosters. Tupo Sapawonga, he got his debut for the Sharks last round due to a cap exemption. But anyone who watched the New South Wales Cup this year knows this kid's something special. He'll definitely play NRL. Yeah. Uh, Mataora plays for Canberra. Sam Mataora, a bit slow this year. I think he only played one or two games. Uh, you know, not bad. Tinerao Rona, New South Wales Cup team of the year. Didn't play for the Roosters, obviously, because they were stacked to the brim. Uh, and probably my favourite out of all those forwards, Zane Tedavano. Played some pretty good footy for the Newcastle Knights. Just got a new contract. Yeah, got a new two-year deal. I like him at front row. And, and their hooker is Ekamalu. A lot of people who watch down the 20s, he's played nine for the Warriors for a couple of years there. Yeah. Um, in the backs as well, they've got some NRL experience. Don Peru is going to be uh, on one wing. Keith Lea, he's heading back to the Tigers. He used to I play. I didn't mind Keith Lea. He was always a... Um, he had some good footwork. Yeah, um, underrated, he, I thought. He'll be there. Jury Lowe's their fullback. Um, you know, they've also got Jonathan Ford. A lot of people remember he played 5'8 and a, a bit of forwards for the Roosters. A fairly long, tall-looking fella. Yeah. And uh, the other one's Anthony Gelling. For those of you who don't know who Gelling is, he was from over this way. He moved over, had a bit of uh, issues, some behavioural issues over here. Now plays for Wigan, so he can't be too bad of a player. Uh, plays back row, so not a bad side all round. A very young forward pack. Um, John's got a lot of responsibility there in the halves, as does Marlou at nine. Yeah. Uh, but for me, yeah, Taylor's going to be the obvious leader. John needs to lead, and you look at those backs, they've got some speed there, like Drury Lowe, he can absolutely burn turf. is not bad either as Peru, but realistically, I think those young forwards... There'll be plenty of aggression from Napa, but I just don't know about the all-round balance. And I think their bench is obviously obviously another weakness, like most teams. Mm. They've got some NRL standard players, but not a lot of uh, game time, not a lot of numbers, and probably just a bit underdone. So. Yeah, it's, a lot of teams are going to fall into the uh, situation where their 1-10 to is going to be awesome, but it's it's going to be your 11-17 to 17 that are going to determine how well or how far you go. Well, um, it's, it's, it's going to come down to them in Wales. Um, but, but there's always um, some players that really pop up in the yeah. World Cup, you know, that'll get NRL deals. Um, so there's plenty of opportunities there, and well, I, um, it's hard I'd, to get a line through some of these players because a lot of them are unknown. I'd keep your eyes on Napa. I just think he's a nutcase. I love yeah, him. He is. I think definitely. he'll go ballistic. He won't he be too worried. Paul but, um, keep your eyes on him, Ted Ivano, and uh, I think Sokawanga as well. But, yeah, I think Taylor and John will obviously be the main influence on this side. And Anthony Gelling, I know he did have some issues when he was back here, but I've watched him play for Wigan. I do rate him. So if he can pull himself together, he might find himself back in the NRL one day. Yeah. But, uh, moving on to Wales. They're the other one in this group. This was another one for me. Them and Cook Islands couldn't really separate, but we'll get into them now. Their key is probably a young 5'8". He, he plays for the Witness Vikings. It's Lloyd White. He's not a bad player. Yeah. Witness, obviously, not a, a real powerhouse in the Super League, but the bloke does turn up every week. He tries severely hard. Uh, they've got some young and experienced backs. That's probably their weakest point. So he doesn't have too much help uh, as far as the strike power department is concerned. But the one thing I do really like is their three front rowers. They've got some really angry, 
big pasty bastards and that's one thing I do love he is an angry front rower yeah. so uh, definitely keep your eyes on uh, Craig Kopchak he plays for the Huddersfield Giants who are obviously the minor premiers this year in the Super League uh, Jordan James he plays for Salford he's also another very angry human and the other one's Gil Hudson he plays for Wigan so these three guys probably the best thing they've got going for them they've got a bit of go forward uh, Tyson Frizzell obviously the young guy played for the Dragons who come over from the Sharks he played from the World Cup couple of years ago so you know they've got some good forwards Ben Flower at 13 he's also uh, Andy Flower I think I know is it Ben or Andy I can't mix yeah. up I'm mixing up the cricketers but Ben playing 13 plays for Bradford pretty good forward pack mm. all round again and White is okay but again it's more for what you highlight there and having a couple other Super League type players in it it's it's more the bench that gets me in the back line yeah but obviously if we're going to flip a coin I know a lot of people even me I got a little excited and thought wow I didn't expect USA to beat France, I still I can't pick USA to win this group. Uh, it's got to be the it's got to be the Cook Islands or Wales. I've gone Wales. Mm. Um, I think Yeston Harris um, is a great uh, ex Leeds um, player. Is my favourite player over in the UK for a long time. Um, proud Welshman. I think the fact that they've uh, got a game at Millennium Stadium um, to kick it off against Italy, I think that may help them. Um, they're then obviously going to have to win there too. Uh, intra-pool games against the USA and Cook Islands but I think again you're looking at a grand final um, the last game in that group will be Wales-Cook Islands I think uh, both these sides will comfortably beat the USA I, I would say um, but yeah outside of that it's, it's hard to tell but I'm going to tip Wales I think um, I think they can just get over the line and the conditions will suit them um, I don't think the conditions will suit the Cook Islanders I think they'll look to throw the ball around um, and the weather over in England is only getting um, cooler and wetter, so um, well, I may be proven wrong, but that's where I'm going. You're you're going the opposite. You're going to go uh, to Cook to get out of the group. I've really this is like Italy and Tonga again. I wanted to go Italy, but Flip I went Tonga. Point. I wanted to go Wales, but probably just for a point of difference between us, I'll go Cook Islands. Yeah, um, I'm happy with that. I still do kind of think that with Lloyd White and those couple of props, that they'll probably get the job done. But I, I, I but think, at least we are arming and arming. That's that's a good thing. Well, that's why I like these groups, though, because yeah, we, actually, we, don't, we don't get to see a lot of these guys. You don't know how they're going to come together. So really, I think once we hit quarterfinals, it's going to be fairly predictable on who's going to win and yeah. who's going to progress. And that's so. why I like the group stages, though. Yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to take a shot in the dark. We're going to see some good football. Uh, we're going to see some competitive football because these guys are on a similar level, but. I'll only go the Cook just because I do like that young Ford pack. I really do like Tedovano, Arona, uh, Napa, Sapawonga. And if, if John can guide him a little bit and Marlowe can keep his composure in the halves, or, you know, they've got NRL quality backs. You know, there's only one player in there that's plugging a hole in the centres. Gelling usually plays back row, but it's a good one to third out. It's funny, so. you've gone um, Tonga and I've gone Italy. Like Tonga, traditionally, they'll throw the ball around. Italy, I think, will grind. And very similar, you've gone Cook Islands, I've gone Wales, I think. Um, Wales will grind and the Cook Islands will obviously throw the ball around so we'll see how they go but um, yeah two very interesting groups they're, they're probably my two favourite groups of the tournament having yeah. a look at that oh well you're gonna, you know they're going to be good just because they're going to be competitive <coughs> and uh, as far as that goes we've pretty much got that wrapped up in Group A we think Australia England and Fiji are going to get out so yep. Mr Gossip had exactly the same we're going yeah. to give you Mr Gossip's so now we'll, as well that's his Group A as well yes so that's his Group A moving on to Group B uh, we've I'm going to go New Zealand, PNG, and Samoa. I think France will miss out. Yeah, well, yeah, we've all gone the same. New Zealand so again, um, PNG, Samoa with France out. That's same as that's me, Mr. Gossip. Yep. Exactly the same. Well, Group C, I've gone Tonga. Yep. So is Mr. Gossip. 
You've gone Italy. I've gone Italy. Uh, and in Group D, I will take the Cook Islanders. And so has Mr. Gossip, and I've taken Wales. Yeah, I do want to take Wales, but I think just 1-13, to 13, I'm, I'm going to give Cook the benefit. I think the weather thing and the, the home ground, you're right, and I love those three front rowers, but uh, I think just for a point of difference, I'll go the Cook Islanders. But as far as uh, this preview is concerned, we will be having another podcast once we get back to the semi-final stage. Once no, the no, quarters. Well, when the quarters are on. After the yeah. group stage. Oh, well, semis, quarters, same thing. Yeah. But uh, they're going to get through. Once quarters, once yeah. Shut up. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go from, uh, we're going to have another podcast once that comes around. So that'll be the three out of group A, three out of group B, winner of C and D. So they'll be the final eight. When we get to that point after the groups, uh, we'll have another podcast. We'll talk about who we think will progress through from that stage and have a quick chinwag about some of the group games but uh, as far as we're concerned for this podcast now we'll head into the wrap-up if you want to have a bet on the nrl or any sport get onto centibet and fire up download the centibet app and get into the center of the action or get onto www.centibet.com and register now or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries centibet fire up so there you have it. There's the preview of the 2013 Rugby League World Cup being held in Europe. I'm absolutely pumped. Can't wait for the opening game, in particular watching Australia versus the old enemy, England. Hopefully we have a bit more success than we've had in the Ashes because I'm absolutely sick of copying it from the Poms, but also very excited for some of the other games, including the C and D group clashes, especially Cook Islands versus Wales. Tonga versus Italy, and probably Samoa and PNG. I bet you there'll be plenty of feelings in between the islands there out of the Group B game. But now we head into the wrap-up. So as always, this podcast is available on Podomatic and iTunes. Like us, review us, and share it with your friends. If you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, it is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar, and type in the fifth and last NRL podcast. So get your ears wrapped around this one and be prepared because after the group stages, when it gets to quarterfinals, we will be having another podcast to have a look at how the groups played out and who we think will progress on to the finals. And once the tournament is over, we'll have a review of the World Cup, which will be our final podcast of 2013 before we head into an 11 to 12 week hiatus when we'll be opening a website and getting a new logo and revamping for the new year. But for now, guys, get ready for the World Cup, 11.30, Saturday night on 7-8, Australia versus England. Bye. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you? What, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.